Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. Here's Pastor Ryan. You see, God can do anything. We just have to put him in the mix, knowing that he's the lead. Not just in the mix, he's the whole enchilada. He's the whole tamale. He's the whole roast. He's the whole whatever. Right? You think of King David when he fought Goliath. Where was he before he showed up? He was with the sheep. His older brother was mocking him. I'm like, what are you doing here? Where are the sheep you're supposed to be watching? And he's the, one, he's the kid that showed up with all this faith. And Goliath was strutting his stuff all around, shiny armor, all huge, in the sun, mocking the armies of God. And King Saul was not thinking, well, God should help us here. The Spirit had left him. But there was a boy there named David who walked in there knowing God's here and God's going to give me the victory and it doesn't matter that this guy is strutting his stuff with all his shiny bells and whistles. He's going down. Nothing is impossible for God. I think when we begin to lose faith, it's a good idea to remember all the times God has done impossible things for you. I got to get back to journaling. You homies journal? I used to journal and just be blown away. Ooh, miracle. Oh my gosh, I prayed for this and boom, boom, boom. But it is so rapid all of a sudden, that it's just a lot. And I don't want to write it all because it's a lot. He's blessing so much. He's answering so much. But there were times it was few as I was being tested and growing. And I know that I'll be tested in the future just like you will. Until we're with the Lord in heaven, we're going to be tested. So i got to whip out the journal again and write a few new things. Just... But what was my point? My point is that we remember the impossible things that God has accomplished in our life. And they are too many for me to number. I have been taken through the spiritual ringer by God in his training of being a pastor that I had no idea I would ever face some of the stuff that I faced. Getting calls that will crush your heart. But I didn't know I can be crushed like that. I've never experienced that before. We have friends in heaven that used to come to this church. A whole bunch of them. I miss them. 
I did their funerals. They're in, they're, they don't care about me. They're having a great time. But what I'm saying to you is the impossibility of God getting me through those things as a young pastor. And you've experienced life and death. You've experienced hard stuff. Cancers and heartbreaking things. And you think you're never going to get out of this. But God. And then you get out of it. You write it in your journal so you don't forget. And if your faith is waning, remember what he's done already. David was asked, like, you're too, you're too small. He said, Saul said to David. He goes, yeah, but I, uh, I, I killed a lion and I killed a bear. Yeah, I know, I'm, and you can say the same thing. I know I'm small. I know my hands are small. I know I'm weak. But the Lord used me to do some big things. And so you go back to those things and it gives you faith to believe. Oh, yeah. With God, nothing will be impossible. I think you don't have a good... I really fully believe that the quieter we become with God, the more we still our lives and be still and know that he is God the more we can shut things off spend time with God in prayer that is the healthiest quickest way for us to for our relationship with God to be strong I think Mary had that I think we teach our children to be still and know that he is God let's have quiet time let's spend time we should let them watch us pray with the Lord and all of those things uh and I think that uh you know we must remember what he's done for us, and we, we must return to those quiet places. I believe that I cannot get any further in my walk with the Lord unless I get to quiet places. It's not organizing that blesses a church. It's not being systematic. It's not having our charts down, schedules down, everything down. That's not what makes a church. It's part of a church, but that's just little parts of it. The substance is who is seeking God in the stillness. Our faith goes to, through the roof when we do that. When you're just still with God and you don't leave until he speaks to your heart. You don't leave until you're changed because it takes time to change. For him to change us. It's not overnight. There are people who we can't walk away the same way. You can't go, we can't get in his presence and, and spend time in prayer and come, come prayer and then come out the same. Prayer is meant to change us. Prayer is meant to fill our heart with faith, with hope, with love, with joy, with peace. And also it, it allows God to mold us and shape us to be more like Jesus so that when we come back from that, the world says, wow, who are you? What happened to you? And there's obedience that comes with that and humility, which matter the most to God. Humility and obedience, that's what mattered to God.
And the angel told her the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. I mean, it's a promise to all of us as far as the Holy Spirit coming upon us and baptizing us. The Holy Spirit will baptize you and I when we are yielded to the Lord in quietness. Now, I ask for a feeling of the Holy Spirit, a, a baptism of him at times when I'm busy and I'm going. And, and I'm not saying you, you can't get blessed that way. But I'm just sharing from experience that the times I've been filled with the Holy Spirit are the times that, you know what, I shut it all down. I took the watch off. I took, I'm just, no phone, no nothing. I'm not leaving until you bless me, God. Until you change me to be different. We all want to be better in life. We all want to be better Christians. There's something about us we don't like if we're honest with ourselves. You know, what is it that, you know, we have to really have some good self-awareness. God, you know, I'm not this way, you know. We're all different. Everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. But it's okay to say, Lord, you know, I want to be more like you in this way. And I'm not that way, but I want to be. I want to change. I want to be like you because I don't like what I see in me. That's what that, and prayers are, are, are the greatest uh, uh, therapy sessions ever. And I say that respectfully. They are. That's how we get strong. Anyways, and Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Joseph was a just man, we're told, right? By Matthew. As we already talked about, he was a great, 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 great grandson of uh, King David, and he was a just man. He hid Mary uh, rather than to expose her pregnancy, uh, and an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins." So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And then Joseph, being uh, aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she brought forth uh, her firstborn son. And then we'll pick up in the next page in Luke chapter 2. Are we there? Verse 1. Don't be scared. It's Christmas time. <laughs> Luke 2. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria, so all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. And of course, this has been spoken before. Augustus Caesar was the first emperor of Rome. Uh, before him, it was, it was senators, and, and uh, it had been a, a republic for 500 years, but he's the first one where it goes now to king to king, Caesar to Caesar. And it was a time of Roman peace, uh, Roman Pax, but it was not a time of peace for the world, just like they are could never be peace without God, right? And so uh, the times were dark, as we say, as I already said. However, this taxation of the kingdom, 
so that he can find out how great and how grand his kingdom was. It was actually a moving of God's omnipotence and, and power and how God can turn the king's heart in whatever direction he wants to benefit him. And here is the most powerful man on earth who one day just decided, I'm going to tax everybody in my kingdom. And everyone had to go to their place of origin. And because God needed to get Joseph and Mary out of Nazareth and get them to Bethlehem, the city of David, where King David was from, because it was prophesied that the Messiah would be born there. This world has kings still today. They're not our king, but there are kings, and there are prime ministers, and there are presidents. There are elitists in the world today. When you think about our Lord being tempted in the wilderness and how Satan took him up on that high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in, in one moment of time. Satan is the influencer of this world. Satan has the authority to put kings and presidents and prime ministers and, you know, God's coming back and he's going to set things straight. But in this time, he's got that, he's got that going for him. And like Augustus today, Augusta must have just seemed so powerful. When we think about the Roman Empire, it seems so powerful. You look at the armies of the world today with their nuclear bombs and their uh, supersonic, what are they, hypersonic missiles and all of the elitists and all of the powers. This story reminds us that God is the one who is truly in charge. And everything needs to be given by permission from God. And even here we see that he moved this king in order to benefit this lowly young couple who are coming in to do one of the greatest works in the history of mankind for God. And so God can move mountains for us. And this census first took place while Q was governing Syria, and all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, Luke writes a very sad statement. There was no room for them in the end. So the reason why our Lord ended up in the manger where the animals eat from was because that's all that was available. I don't want to be too hard on the innkeeper. We can be, right? We don't know if Joseph and Mary said, well, it's too late to bother anybody you know, we'll just take the, the back, the, you know, the barn or whatever, where the animals are. We don't know what happened. But it's still a good word to say, it's not cool 
to not make accommodations for, Joseph, for Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. Amen? Right? Woman about to give birth. It isn't cool that accommodations weren't made. And I'm, 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 it means a lot. Every Christmas, it means a lot. The Lord spoke to my heart as I was preparing for this. You know how many people think that Christmas is their birthday? You know, who doesn't like to throw a party with family and friends and gifts? But there's so many in the world today that that's what it's about. There is no thought of going and worshiping. Where am I going to worship Jesus on this day? I'll go to your place. I'll go to your state. I'll go to your city. I'll go to my family members here, there, and everywhere. As long as where are we going to worship the Lord that night? You know how many people X that out? It's sad. We've become cold-hearted. We have become so cold as a church in the world. It's time to be, remember that we're born again. We need the Holy Spirit to revive our hearts. In this story, they had no room for him. I don't know what was going on. You don't know, I don't know. We can speculate, you know. It was, it was, she was going to have the baby. Joseph thought maybe I, we got to get her low to the ground now. I don't know what the other guests, if they were asleep, I don't know. We don't know. But we know through pregnancy, he had to get her low to the ground. So he, they went to the back. The king of kings and lord of lords was born in the stable, in a most humble manger. And it was beautiful. Do you know that Jesus, in our hearts, makes us the most wealthiest people on the planet Earth? That we don't need all the fancies. He is the fancy. Godliness plus contentment is great gain. Don't let money bug you down, kiddos, if you don't get the gifts you wanted or whatever. I wanted more clothes or whatever. Let's just, get, just worry about having Jesus. You have Jesus? You have some clothes? You have some food? Be content with that because that's great gain, the Bible says. And the Lord hovers over all of us looking at looking and see how we react. Whether this day is really for his birthday still. And I pray conviction to all the churches in America and in the world. If you weren't traveling, why weren't you in God's house for a couple of hours? Check and check. Verse 8, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. They were greatly afraid when the glory of the Lord shone around them. There are shepherds out in the fields by night. Bethlehem's the place where shepherds do their thing. It's a very hilly place, and, and there's so many, you know, uh, lessons to be learned as a shepherd, I'm sure, of sheep, loving, caring, watching, uh, cleaning, defending from wolves and, and, and lions and bears and tigers. And there's just so much where it's not about you, but it's about the flock. 
And I've said this before, all of us are a little sheep and all of us are a little shepherd because we have Jesus in us, the Lamb of God. But he gives us all shepherds' hearts to some extent. And so these are those guys, guys like David, guys like who, who, who can work on their relationship with God. They're not too busy. They're there away from people from time to time, and they can just learn about the Lord in creation and in their work. But they were greatly afraid, and I think that heaven is going to be so awesome. The glory of God is going to be so awesome that it would probably kill us if we saw him with the eyes we have now. Remember, Moses can only see the train of the Lord's, uh, the, the train of his rope. Heaven's going to be magnificent. It's going to be magnificent. They were afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. So the whole manger set up was, as, was to be a sign for these shepherds. And, and uh, you know, the, the good tidings for all men. The gospel is good news for everybody. But, but like, you know, God desires that everyone responds in a positive way. But the sad truth is not everybody will. It's good news if you respond to the good news and realize that the life without God and living for yourself and living for the relationships of this world, the money of this world, the vices of this world, the, the pleasures of this world are all fleeting the only thing that blesses is God, that relationship with God. And then other things have their spot, have their place. And, and uh, verse 13, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem, and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And I really think that the part of the reason, we don't know why God does things, but I believe, my personal belief is I think that part of the reason why this was given to these shepherds is because he knew that they would, would receive from God and then go and do and check out the thing that God told them. And that is Christianity 101. To follow Jesus is to deny yourself, to take up your cross, and do what the king says. If we're not going to do what the king says, we can pray. All It's like throwing a ball up, and the ball's going to come down. That's our prayers. If, we're, if it's all about us, if we won't take his message and share it, why are we praying for things? What things? What thing, God, we have to do for God so that God will then in turn Respond to us. We have to be obedient to the Lord. Yeah, there's grace when we're not obedient. There's mercy and all of that. But generally, God wants you and I to be obedient, to take what he tells us and go share it with others. And these shepherds were the men who would do that. So God gave them. You want the ball? You want God to pass you the ball? He expects you to pass it to someone else. Does that make sense? Sports analogy? And so, let us now go to Bethlehem 
And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying. I bet it must have comforted Mary that those shepherds came, knowing their lineage with their shepherd king, King David, who God took from the sheepfold and made him king, the one that Israel adores. It must have gave her great joy to see, you know, what's the equivalent? And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.